there. Welcome to Hops and Elbow Drops. It's uh, Sean here, the Resonance Craft, craft Beer or Beer Expert uh, here at the podcast. Uh, it's Alex here, your wrestling expert here on the podcast. Welcome to the uh, November 9th episode of Hops and Elbow Drops, our eighth episode. Today we continue the road to Survivor Series. We'll be talking about uh, the 1998 Survivor Series Deadly Games. Not dangerous games, deadly games. It's deadly games, yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. So on our road to Survivor Series, sounded <laughs> more like a pirate on that one. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, the beer we're having tonight is um, a double IPA from uh, Muskoka Brewery. It's their uh, it's their uh, double IPA version of their Mad Tom, which is a pretty classic. IPA uh, in the Ontario craft brewing area. Um, so with this one, you get a really nice clear beer. Um, Muskoka is one of the more prominent craft breweries in the province, probably up there with your steam whistles and your bows in terms of uh, how much they produce. But they, uh, the beer that we're having tonight, yeah, it's an 8.4% double IPA, um, exactly what it seems. Nice hop aroma, nice bitterness, a little bit of pineiness, and uh, I find sometimes like double IPAs get the hop characteristic gets a little bit muddle in the flavor, but it's still nice. It's like I've almost got piney bitterness. Yeah, um, I agree. I think you can definitely. It's, it's double double IPAs sometimes get resiny. it. They get they get yeah. A resiny is a good word. They get a little heavy, just yeah. like it starts to taste almost like a black IPA a little a little bit. Yeah, it depends. Sometimes like, depends on who's doing it, of course, and the what they are IPA looking for. But yeah. like our witch's brew, it's actually yeah. You can easily compare this one to a to our witch's brew. This one is actually higher in alcohol, which is room which is around seven percent. This one's eight point four percent, which yeah. is a little bit of a of a not much of a table beer per se. It will. If you drink a few of them, you might go under the table. <laughs> but yeah, it's great. Really tasty beer. Yeah, I'm I'm having my first taste of it, and I'm enjoying it quite a bit. That's the Twice as Mad Tom from Muskoka Brewery. Yeah, uh, if you want to, I don't know if they ever released it. They did probably. They had this whole thing going on recently in the last few months or so, where they're like talking about what the origin of Mad Tom was and stuff. So if, if you want to find all that stuff out go on their website they'll be able to tell you that probably so yeah we're looking at some deadly games here yeah and the reason yeah with the and by the way yeah the reason why well we'll go into that a little bit later in the podcast yeah deadly games 1998 survivor series um is it's it's dominated by a tournament to determine a new wwe world heavyweight champion and um it's it's um this follows up. This is one year after um, the Montreal Screwjob, which we talked about last week. Wait, that happened a year before that, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was 1997 Survivor Series with I Montreal Screwjob. I really want us to know that during the whole... <laughs> yeah. Especially in the end. Listen, I'm, I'm going to tell you, if, if, if you didn't like look that up on your own, you would never have known anything about the Montreal Screwjob yeah. from watching this pay-per-view, I'll tell you that much. No, um, no not a chance. Screwed. It's, it's, it's completely <laughs> a standalone thing. Yeah. Anyway, uh, moving right along. So, like I said, this is a tournament, and the first, like, I want to say, like, hour and a half, probably, of the, of the pay-per-view is just a first-round and quarterfinal match of that tournament. And we start off with 
Um, Mankind comes out. Uh, Vince, for well, first, Vince stands in the center of the ring, or sits? He was in a wheelchair for a while, I think. Something happened. He got hurt by... Uh, Stone Cold. Stone Cold. And yeah. leads up to... Basically, the, 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 the plot of the whole night is that Vince McMahon does not like Stone Cold. Yeah, Stone if you're Cold new... Stone doesn't like Vince McMahon. <laughs> if you're new to wrestling, you may or may not know that uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin... Um, does is not a they're not he doesn't get along with his uh, boss, uh, Vince McMahon. Yeah, that's the thing. They have an adversarial relationship, you might say. It's hard to believe that that Stone Cold never took it to a review uh, tribunal to um, to to. Uh, I, there was some to, real inappropriate bombs. workplace conduct going <laughs> yeah. on over and a few years. He and, should have complained to his regional manager. That never happened. Uh, no, no. So Stone Cold had his own way of dealing with uh, workplace disputes. <laughs> Has Judge Judy ever appeared on WWE? Fuck, almost definitely. Jesus. I don't think she has, actually. She might have been in the crowd at one point. Well, Dr. Phil's been on three times. Yeah, but Dr. Phil is like a whole new low compared to Judge Judy. I mean, that's true. He is... Um, She's a powerful woman. Trash. He's like a... Sim- Subversive Dr. Man. Phil's trash. Um, he's, no, not subversive. The he's opposite of subversive. He's, he's, he's sub- extremely versive. He's sub. Uh, what's it called? He's, he's subhuman. Dominant. Oh, he's a uh, he is just a sub subordinate sub subordinate. He's dom yeah, he's, and sub. He's a subordinate. He's subordinate he's a sub. and, uh, and submissive. Submissive. Not submissive. And, and that's submissive. the word. And uh, I feel Judge Judy is more of the dom. A dom. Type. She's a dom. Dom. Yeah. Dom Doms and subs. That actually really works because. Oh, Dom sounds kind of like Don, which is the yeah. a mafia boss, you know, yeah. a Don. A sub. Is this thing that's is it, a sandwich. Yeah. A sub. <laughs> you eat it. What I know about BDSM is that you have Dons, like in the mafia, <laughs> mafia, and you have um, really delicious Dawn. sandwiches. <laughs> it's, it's like Don, not like. It's about Dawn. like it's about like older Italian men eating eating. Uh, <laughs> You know, subway sandwiches. But like while in chains. Like when if it the sub the sub eating the older Italian man. <laughs> no, it's the other way around. No, yeah, yeah, no. they're eating the sandwich. <clears throat> but I feel like, anyways. So anyway, um, at Survivor Series 1998, <laughs> uh, mankind no man eating a sandwich. Oh fuck, man. <laughs> anyways, yeah, it starts off the night. Mankind with some real like I don't that wasn't his main music, right? It comes off with this fucking like. I think it was kind of for like a while. quiet, operatic, like peaceful yeah. kind of music, yeah. which oh, I think that's... is it's ironic is the idea. Uh, yeah, I think this actually was music for the longest time. Well, okay, I didn't know like, that. Learn something new. I didn't then. really realize it either. Yeah, it actually works really well with his character. He's wearing like a birthday suit too. Yeah, so yeah, he's he's all dressed up in a suit. Naked. He's no, in a no, suit. no, and, and the opposite of a birthday something suit. Something you nice would wear suit. to your birthday, legitimately. If you were like. A really like prominent, famous person you wanted to impress you. Or he looks like like he I don't wear like, suits to people's birthdays. Or he looks like like he, he looks like that little like awkward child. What do you like, wear to someone's like, wedding? Yeah, the little awkward kid who had to wear something. He's wearing what Sean wore to graduation, actually. No, I actually my <laughs> like, grade eight graduation, I wore a fedora in a striped suit. <laughs> this is entirely new information. It's a, a white fedora. Woo! Had some great. Woo hoo Actually, wait, I may have seen pictures of that. Yeah, anyway, um, moving right along. So Mankind's in the ring. He's wearing a suit. He's shaking hands eagerly with Vince because he's very excited to be in this tournament. Vince and, and Co. are looking kind of repulsed by, you know, Mankind's whole deal. It's a beautiful man. And then Vince comes out of the ring. 
And he proceeds to introduce, because Mankind was going to face a mystery opponent that they were like kind of build up and hype as someone who's a big deal. And they start to list off these accolades of like who this person is and like their background and stuff. And we, I'm, I don't want to speak for both of us, but I think neither of us really knew what the hell he was talking about. Like, do we remember thinking? About no, we like we did not. You know, it's not 1998. Exactly. We're not. Live. We're not watching. We're not watching this live. We hadn't no. been watching Raw beforehand. We don't know what the story is. And we also hadn't been <clears throat> potentially deeply divided about which program we liked more. Yeah. This one or this other one called Dub. Waku. WSO, yeah. This is fucking the height of the month, not necessarily the height, but the deep in the Monday Night Wars, um, which, is, which was a, a business feud, you might say, if you're from outside of wrestling. Uh, promotional war between WWE, World Wrestling Entertainment, or World Wrestling Federation at the time, and World Championship Wrestling, WCW. And it turns out, though we didn't know it, Vince was listing off some of the accolades of um, one Bill... Goldberg. I was like, he's in the news lately. We might even be talking about him in, oh, I don't know, say a week's time or so? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he's listening off Goldberg's conflict. Goldberg was one of the biggest stars in WCW at the time. And the crowd were booing. They were booing um, Goldberg's like stuff because they knew it was going to be Goldberg. And then um, it was um, Dwayne Gil, Gil, otherwise known as Gilberg. Yeah. Vince has a sense of humor. Which is largely based off of mocking people he does not like. And I think Dwayne Gale, wasn't he like legit like a coach of like the San Diego Chargers or something like that? No, no, I think that's a, it's just a reference to, to Goldberg being a f- ex-football player, I'm pretty uh, sure. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was a quick match. Yeah. Mankind kicked the shit out of uh, Dwayne Gale. Who was, he's a jobber. Like he's a tiny, goofy looking dude. Who, like, the whole joke is that he's supposed to be, he's dressed up like Goldberg, and he's doing Goldberg stuff, and, like, Goldberg's pyro goes off, and he, like, jumps because he's frightened by it. Ha ha. Hilarious. Mankind, yeah, doesn't even, High like, comedy. lose his suit. No, yeah. Mankind then, fucking beats him in 30 seconds. Um, the next match, yeah. Yeah, now we're going to, yeah. And I'm pretty sure, like, Vince and his Sergeant Slaughter and some other goons go upstairs. Uh, Big Boss Man, Sergeant yeah. Slaughter, Pat Patterson. They're all just hanging upstairs at this point, watching everything on their very beautiful TV. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and the next match comes up, and this is always our favorite. Al Snow. Al Ed. Snow with yeah. So okay, this this requires a little bit of explanation for. I was gonna say like non wrestling fans, but probably a lot of wrestling fans too that don't know who Al Snow is. He's a raving. Yeah, he was from ECW. He was, like, a little kooky. That was his kind of his thing, is he's, like, whatever. But he had... Many wrestlers are accompanied by managers, and in his own way, so was Al Snow. He had a head. He was accompanied by head. Because he didn't have a head on his shoulders. He had to carry his... Yeah. Al Snow is a headless raver. Like, the headless horseman, but he's a headless raver. This joke only works if people don't know who Al Snow is. Or don't know who head is. Head is a mannequin head that Al Snow <laughs> carries around with him. I think it has the word head written on its forehead. It's a woman's mannequin head with hair. You think it's like a reference <clears throat> to like Wilson? No, because I think this was happening before that movie Wait. came out. No, no, don't, no. <laughs> nope, nope. Wilson is actually nope. descended from head. No. Um, They're cousins. Like, if they showed up at, like, a, a bar mitzvah. 
Just kidding. We're not gonna go there. Okay. Um. Well, like, where where, where are we gonna go? Are we gonna discuss the kind of things that like Al Snow <laughs> would get the crowd to chant? Um. Well, I think everybody loves Head was one of yeah. them. Um. Yeah. This is late nineties WWE. This is. I mean, it's probably tame, honestly. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Al Snow faced um Jeff Jarrett, who was Jeff Jarrett on Halloween Havoc. Did we talk about him already? Yeah, we've talked about him before. Okay. Or are we talking about Diamond Dallas Page? We're talking about Diamond Dallas Page. Yeah, they're but they're different. kind of similar dudes. Jeff Jarrett. But one's the guitar. The other plays the guitar. And he has his his accompanied friend. by Deborah. <laughs> I think Deborah didn't like him or something like that. That was the whole deal. Yeah. Al Snow. Al Snow wins. hits him with the head. And he wins. Hooray! And then the next match. Do 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 do. Oh wait, her. Sorry. Glass shatters. Dun, 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 oh, yeah, dun, dun. oh. Like... Don't make I'm gonna edit that out and put in Stone Cold's actual theme. Just just you wait, just you wait. Yeah. Um So yeah, Stone Cold comes out and he was facing the big boss man, who was at this time Vince's like goon. The, the guy who did, who beat up people for Vince McMahon. Yeah. <clears throat> and I think Stone Cold, so part of the story was he was, like, already hurt or, like, his leg was injured or something. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, they fight for a bit, not too long, like, only a f- three minutes or so. Um, and Big Boss Man gets himself disqualified by doing something. Do you use, like, a chair or the steps or something? No. I don't know. Either way, he gets himself disqualified on purpose because he doesn't care about winning the match. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, the baton, yeah. He also qualified on purpose because he didn't care about winning the match. He just cared about beating up Stone Cold and keeping him from being successful in the tournament. Yeah, so then the next biggest match of the evening. He's a man! Fuck. He's a man! Yeah. Steven Regal. Yes. William Regal. Yes. The manliest man out there. Yes. I believe he's a lumberjack who also does construction. Correct. While also being a... Stone English gentleman. All of these things are true. Ed versus X Park. Whose thing is? <laughs> I'm X Park. Oh, Good reference. But he's like a X High Flyer, the one, two, three kid, sort of like current European champion. So it means he's distinguished. You have 15 seconds. What does X Park mean? <laughs> uh, the extreme version of Pac Man. All right, well, there you have it, folks. That's what X-Pac means. Um, this match was fine. It wasn't terrible. It wasn't exceptional. It went to a double countout. So intense. I'm not sure why. Because they're so tough. So they both lost. There's, I think it's supposed to give um, someone some time to relax. It was supposed to, like... Oh, well, Undertaker. the winner of this was going to fight who? I think it's Undertaker or Kane, maybe? Didn't, I don't know. Um... Hold on. I'm going to do some Googling. Why don't you introduce us to the next match? So then we had Ken Shamrock versus my main man, the the star of the, the, the golden screen, the most beautiful, beautiful person in WWF and WWE universe, Gold Dust. Um, I mean, it's just a good match. I mean, in a sense, uh, Ken Shamrock obviously... Was it a good match, days. though? <laughs> Every match Gold Dust is a good match for me. That's um, fair enough. Ken Shamrock is scary. Very scary man. Not want to walk into him. Later on, yeah, it's a cane and Undertaker. Oh, so Stone Cold got a buy. Okay, yeah. So X-Pac and, and Steven Regal fought to a double countout. Yeah. Vince tried to restart the match, but 
X-Pac was like, nah, so they just right. didn't, which was yeah, not explained very well. Degeneration X. Degeneration X! Okay. So, match goes on. Anyways, we're not. We're kind of just rambling on because there's some, yeah. just like the... Oh, wait. Speaking of Degeneration X, today, with my um, new Japan Pro Wrestling World subscription, I watched a... Um, a Young Bucks match from a couple years ago at uh, Wrestle Kingdom. Man, when they come out to their entrances in, like, this big stadium in Japan, which is as big as WrestleMania sometimes, they, like, literally do the lie-on-their-back crotch-chopping-up <laughs> thing, and it's, like, just ridiculous. Anyway, moving right along. Ken Shamrock beat Goldust. Um, yeah. So we had The Rock um, versus The Big Boss Man in... Okay, right, right. So what happened was... It was supposed to be The Rock versus Triple H. Yeah, Trips and then Boss Man. So the the, the thing that happened is that um, trip, the, Vince put Triple H in the match because Triple H was a face because he was with DX right now still. He was still a face, so Vince hated him. But Triple H was hurt, and like everyone knew he wouldn't be back in time for this pay-per-view. But Vince... Like, it's a double heel move. It's a heel move in fiction, obviously, because he's, like, making triple... He's insulting Triple H by, like, oh, you're so weak, you can't even bother to show up. Whereas, um, in real life, it's it's a heel move because it's like, hey, fans, you're going to see Triple H versus The Rock. Just kidding. We knew you were never going to see that, but we said it would happen anyway. It's Trips at this point, like, oh, Stephanie and Trips. So Stephanie's like, oh, Mr. Hunter Hussasny. I'm not H sure, like, actually. I'm he might still be with China IRL. In, at well, this yeah, point. Dated. For a long time, yeah. Wanted to take trips. Hmm? Never mind. I just feel like happy. Did you say trip. you want to date trips? No, I said what a dick. Trips. Oh, what a dick. Yeah, he was. Like most people. Would but now he's life. lovely, and we would love a chance to get to know the one and only the game. This is a plug of saying when we were just. Hey, Triple H, come on the podcast. Uh, yeah. Why don't you offer us a tour of. Maybe um... your nose could fit in our room. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, all right. Well, whenever we're going to tour of the uh, <laughs> the performance center sure in Orlando, Florida. Because you're just going to snip out everything. All right. So. Moving right along. Oh, yeah. So so because Triple H was hurt, um, Vince put in the big boss man to screw over The Rock. But The Rock uh, tricked him and like got him on a roll-up and won in literally well, three no, seconds. Because, no, oh, yeah. That, yeah, that happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so we're now on to the quarterfinals. Um, and we start off with... The Undertaker versus Kane, and they actually were not in the first round because they got a bye to the corner finals. I don't know why. Maybe because nobody wanted to fight them because they're both gigantic and scary. Maybe Vince didn't have enough like people to actually like put them into. Okay, game. but that's a that's an in not what's an in fiction reason that yeah, they didn't yeah. have an opponent. Um, because yeah, they're too scary. Like no one mm. would want to fight them. Yeah, because they're so important. So yeah, at this point actually is really interesting. Um, this is actually the end. This like a like a certain like big point in part of their um, feud. Can Undertaker recently? Paul Bear has uh, left Kane um, as his manager. Well, we should back up a little bit and give like a little bit more like Undertaker, well, Undertaker, and Paul Bear. Bear obviously. Yeah, we already told. Our pair, but we haven't talked about Paul Bear though. Yeah, we're gonna have to talk about Paul Bear and some of the greatest. Uh, managers of all time at some Absolutely. point. Absolutely. 100%. Um, Paul Bearer is the Undertaker's manager, but at, he eventually like said he wouldn't be with the Undertaker anymore because the Undertaker was a bad man who had done bad things. 
to his brother Kane. Yeah, he's, he kept hyping up Kane's debut. And then fucking the first ever Hell in a Cell, Shawn Michaels versus The Undertaker. Fucking f- the lights go out, fire bursts up, and this fucking gigantic dude in a red bodysuit and a demon mask with Paul Bearer running beside him. Little short, short leg <laughs> Paul Bearer running down to the ring with him, rips the door off the cage, tombstones the Undertaker. Like, that's yeah. one of the greatest so wrestling that, moments of all time. And so, that was Kane's debut, of course. Yes, also later to become an economist. Anyways, um, <laughs> so Kane uh, has recently been, he was with Paul for quite a long while, and then um, gets, Paul leaves him. Well, the Undertaker back again. And um, Kane's supposedly very distraught and doesn't know what to do. So he's just, like, causing, like, mayhem around the WWF universe at this point. And it's just, like, yeah, it doesn't know. He just, so the Undertaker, actually, at this point, is kind of, like, doing, like, one of those Big Brother things where he's, like, I'm going to make sure you're not doing things you're not supposed to be doing. So they're having a match. Because Kane's all, like, messed up. And he's yeah. like, you're messed up. We should fight. Paul Bearer's like... <laughs> the Undertaker is coming! Yeah, basically. So they had their match. It was a really good match, actually. It was, yeah, it was quite good. I, I, The early Undertaker-Kane matches are all... They're, both they're, they're fun, yeah. They're, and the idea was they're both giants. So people didn't want to, like... You know, they're doing their whole, like, Titan demon thing. Where, like, they're bigger than anyone else, so they just sort of deal with each other thing. And they are, yeah, they are just very impressive to watch these two big but also athletic dudes going toe-to-toe. So the Undertaker wins. <laughs> yeah, uh, which is not incredibly surprising. You know, Kane's fairly new. The Undertaker is a legend, um, both in and out of the ring at this point. He's a survivor. He is a survivor. Um, so we've got to the first um, quarterfinal match involving people that have already wrestled tonight. Um, and it's Mankind versus Al Snow. This is actually accompanied really important by for the, for the, Head. For the whole, yeah. This is. This is actually, yes, this is a very important match. Well, is it this match where he yeah. starts to, yeah? Well, the big swerve, the, everyone's swerved by this. Like, everyone, like, no clue what's happening. Well, okay, we can't, we can't spoil it yet. We gotta well, reveal it when we get to it. In the match? Well, wait, you mean in Mankind the... finds his... His finisher. Oh yes, that yeah. So this, so this is all of a sudden. This begins the. Okay, so this point. The Jr. and uh, Jerry are thinking like, okay, so if someone is potentially trying to hit someone to win this thing, aka Vince wants someone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they're, Vince's champion. They're talking about who. They're trying to figure out who Vince has picked <laughs> to win this tournament as his guy. So, during this match. Mankind, being the lovable little like confused child that he is, finds out that his beloved partner, his head. No. Al Snow's head is like his finisher. I right? I know. <laughs> so <laughs> he finds Mr. Socko tied around the head. Mr. Socko. Mankind's finisher <laughs> is shoving his hand with a sock what? on it down his opponent's throat. It's called a mandible claw. It's called the mandible claw. claw. It's called the mandible claw. I have no further comment mandible at this time. claw. Anyways. Yes. Uh, Mankind finds Mr. Socko around Head's head. 
and um, Mandible Claw right away. He's like furious, so he, uh, yeah, does that. And um, so he wins the match. Yeah, Mankind wins the match. Um, um, and uh, goes on to The Rock versus Ken Shamrock, like beastly scary looking. This match is actually pretty fun. Um, I yeah. did, I did enjoy this. Um, yeah, Ken Shamrock, uh, for those of you who don't know, is basically the inventor of MMA, um, as he's like one a of sport. Beat up people. Yeah, and he's one of the pioneers, one of the legends in that sport, you know? I don't know if he actually invented the, if he actually formed the UFC originally or not, I'm not sure, but he was a big part of the early days of the UFC. Um. Yeah. Man. Um. Yeah. Ken Shamrock, and he was a good wrestler too. Yeah. Yeah. So and, he then, put, and this match with The Rock was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Uh, big boss man comes in and interferes in a sense. Yeah. And um, this is important. Yeah, we gotta get all the details right here. This is an important one. Well, yeah. Well, um, The Rock. <clears throat> well, Ken Shamrock is like, I gotta win this anyways. So, um, all of a sudden, Big Boss Man comes over. And it's going to throw his baton to Ken Shamrock. Yeah, he's going to give Ken Shamrock a weapon. While the, we- the ref is distracted. Yeah. And The Rock, being an ex-football player... Yes. Uses his wonderful speed and His agility. cat-like reflexes. And catches the baton. He catches the police baton out of the air, intercepts the pass. Schmacks Ken Shamrock <clears throat> in the face. Yeah. Tosses the baton away. Gets the one, two, three. Because the ref wasn't looking. Because the ref wasn't looking. No, one, no two, DQ. Three. Yeah. And wins. And he wins. Yeah, and the Big Rock. Boss like, it's like, oh, man. Oh, why am I so bad? Yeah, it oh. goes back to Vince, and Vince is like, ah, you idiot. Anyways, so then we take a break from. Yeah, from the, the tournament. We've, we've finished the quarterfinals now. Your four um, people going on to the semifinals are. Stone Cold, because he got a bye because um, of the double countout in the first round. The Undertaker, who beat Kane. Mankind, who beat Al Snow. And The Rock, who defeated Kevin... Kevin. Ken (laughs) Shamrock. So, now, before the semifinals, we get the WWF Women's Championship match. um, With um, the champion, Jacqueline, accompanied by... Well, who is this here? Somebody we've we've talked about relatively recently on the show, Mr. Mark Marrow. And of course, Jacqueline's opponent in this match, Sable. Mm-hmm. I believe Mark Marrow is kind of rotten though. Well, I don't know if rotten's the right word. Wait, did he ripen up then? Become Mark Marrow and before that he was He but he wasn't he wasn't Johnny B. Rotten. He was Johnny B. Bad. Although some people do call him a bad apple, which you could also <laughs> think of as a rotten apple. So, yeah, anyways. This is a really nice match. This was actually, yeah, Sable versus Jacqueline. Was, I, I've i seen Jacqueline wrestle a couple other times. I don't watch a lot of older, like, 90s wrestling stuff. But, like, I've seen yeah. Jacqueline wrestle a few times. She's very good. Sable, obviously, is famous. Both of them, yeah. The thing is, it's a good women's match. Especially for that era, which, like, um, women's wrestling, especially in the WWE, well... Women's wrestling, specifically in the WWE, was um, definitely not uh, the best in the world, let's say. Um, but this, they they were both trying extremely hard. They they put on an entertaining match, and um, you could really tell the story they were telling. It was a very effective story, and it was it was well executed. 
Um, the story of the match, since I've been talking so much about it, is that... Uh, I mean, listen. It's not a great story by, like, standards of how we'd love to see stories about women told these days, but... Mark Maron Sable used to date, and now Mark Maron's with Jacqueline, and he's interfering to keep Jacqueline with the title, Sable not have the title. I mean, as much as it is stereotypical, it's also, like, one of the more, like, eternal wrestling storylines, you know? So, it is what it is. Um, Sable manages to overcome Jacqueline in this time. She overcomes Mark Maron's interference. She fucking powerbombs him on the outside, which was pretty rad, honestly. Johnny B. Bad can suck it. Um, yeah, cool. Sable became the women's champion. Good job, Sable. Um, I'm sure she would hold it, go on to hold it many more times. I won't... I don't. I, unfortunately, this match was only 3 minutes and 14 seconds long, so they didn't exactly get a good percentage of the night's uh, work, but sometimes that's, that's the way it used to go back in the day, and they, they did what they could with what they had. Yeah. So now we're finally on to the semifinals, and we end up with Mankind versus Stone Cold Steve Austin, the Texas Rattlesnake. He's a snake. <laughs> no, 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 that's Randy Orton. <laughs> They're both snakes. No, that's Jake the Snake. They're snakes. <laughs> Shit, I can't think of another snake wrestler, but there's probably at least a few. The Pokemon! <laughs> nah, that's more worms. Um, Jake... Jake Snake, is he a technically a wrestler? Or she? Jake Snake. What's Jake Snake's name? They never gave it a name really. I thought it had a name. Anyway. Probably had multiple names. Yeah, snake well, because it was like play. seven different snakes over yeah. probably less than seven years. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Um, so yeah, Mankind versus Stone Cold Steve Austin. Now, it may shock you to learn, based on the uh, evidence and the, the time that's passed, that there was a little bit of interference in this match. Just a tiny, tiny bit. So, you know, Mankind is, is doing his best, but he, you know, come on. This is Stone Cold Steve Austin. He is one of, if not, well, I don't know about the, but one, absolutely one of the best wrestlers of all time. Both in kayfabe and in real life. He is the most popular wrestler in his time. Stone, there's in. There was no star bigger than Stone Cold Steve Austin in wrestling history. No one mm-hmm. before was bigger than he was in his time. No one after has been bigger since. It's, and with the way, especially the what, what wrestling is becoming in the United in North America, not that it's necessarily like going down permanently, because I could see it re- becoming its own thing as as the years go on. But I don't think wrestling will ever be as popular as it was in the late 90s, early 2000s. Um, yeah, so Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Mankind. Stone Cold is better than Mankind. He's doing well. Although Mankind's put him a fight. Um, and it's here we should mention this match is being refereed. Oh, wait, no, it's not yet. So there's a referee in this match, as with most matches. But what happened to him? He got hit by somebody. Yeah. He got nailed. And, like, knocked out of the ring. And that ref was just completely unconscious. He was unable to continue refereeing. And so, a ref... And, like, Mankind's down and out. He's done. He just got and stunned. Yeah. He, like, Stone Cold hit the stunner. It's over. No one kicked out of the stunner, for the most part. Um, and so, another ref hits the ring. He counts one. He counts two. But it's here we should mention that this referee... 
was none other than Shane McMahon, son of Vincent Kennedy McMahon. He was busted down to referee from like a higher level executive because he wouldn't go along with his father's plan. He was going to be his own man. He was going to do what was right, not what not follow his father's evil scheme. Which which was ended up being actually there was not just one. There's not just there was just there's two with the count. Yeah, yeah, he counted one. He counted he one counted, and two. He counted two. And then you can count one, and then you can count two. <laughs> wait, 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 before before we get to that, like he goes one, he goes two, and he goes to go three, and and his hand just stops a foot above the ground, and Stone Cold turns to look at him, and with like this look of shock of like, what the hell, man? I'm covering this guy. Where's the three count? And and he, Shane finds a couple little. Little pals hanging in his hands. What kind of animal would you describe those as? Cheap, 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 cheap. Oh, he found a couple of birds! Yeah, he did. Shane fan flips the Stone Cold the bird with both hands, and uh, it was beautiful and wonderful. And Stone Cold is just like dumbfounded, like mouth agape, and like then he starts to get mad and he goes after Shane. And, um,. Shane jumps out of the ring, and there's some more stuff. I don't know what else happens. Yeah. So probably someone gets beaten with a chair or something. I'm guessing Big yeah. Boss Man hits the ring. Anyway, Stone Cold loses because of Shane McMahon uh, refusing to count. And yeah. Stone Cold, um, Vince and Co. Vince shows up at the ringside, but Vince, the Big Boss Man, and Shane all run for it, and Stone Cold chases after them. And, uh, yeah, it's a whole thing. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty it was, fun. it was, yeah, like that moment of Shane flipping off uh, Stone Cold. It's like one of the most, I think, more famous wrestling moments ever. Like, it's a great moment. Yeah. We're going on the second. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I don't know what I was going to get. No, well, and actually, at this point, uh, Stone Cold, um, Sh- Vince and Shane and Sergeant Slaughter and uh, who else was with them? Um, Big Bossman left Big at Boss this Man. point. Yeah, they this point. they jumped in a vehicle and re- drove off. But Bossman actually got told to leave before. This. Yeah, okay. But but Shane and Vince definitely yeah. got in a vehicle and drove off. And Stone Cold Grand Theft Auto somebody's van, like just grabs yeah. and chucks them out and takes their big, van and big drives truck, after big them. Big truck, big truck. Oh, sorry. Yes, of course. It's Stone Cold. So he grabs yeah. the biggest, meanest truck he four by four he could find. Yeah. So he chases them around, and now you go to the Rock versus the, the Undertaker. Undertaker. And uh, someone, how did that happen? Um, it says here by disqualification. I honestly cannot remember what happened in this match. Like we watched it yesterday or two days, a week ago, weekend. Yeah, it's um, it wasn't a bad match. Like I remember, it was entertaining. But um, let's see here. Mm. Oh, big boss man showed up again. Right. Uh, you might be stopped. He um he right, stopped first. he stopped the rock from hitting his finisher, but right. oh Kane runs in and um Kane hits the rock oh, yeah, with a choke yeah, yeah, slam because Kane's deranged and yeah uh, he's like I'm gonna ruin the Undertaker's life. Yeah, so Kane right hits now while sipping a sipping a bur- a, a, a bourbon. <laughs> I am the Undertaker's life. I think. Yeah, and so but so Kane hits the rock with a choke slam, but I think it's made clear very clearly that Undertaker is not happy with um, Kane doing this because that means he's disqualified and the rock advances. So it's like 
it's interesting that like you know the um, both of these like these finishes these two semifinal matches are kind of funky kind of funky finishes um, and now we're getting the most important match of the night He's not talking this much the triple threat match of the WWE Tag Team Championships between the New Age Outlaws, Billy Gunn and Road Dog, D'Lo Brown and Mark Henry, and the Headbangers, Mosh and Thrasher. That is all we have to say about this match. It was garbage. Extremely bad. At one point, um, JR and Jerry the King Lawler said something along the lines of, you know, wow, this this match is, is really hard to call because it's 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 so you know non-standard. It's, it's chaotic. It's, you know, everyone's all over the place. There seems to be no semblance of strategy. I'm like, you know, you're doing a really good job of not saying, fuck, this match sucks, dog. Yeah. This is a bad match. Yeah. Like, even JR might say that match is bad. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. just like a... Just it takes a lot for JR to say a match is bad. Yeah. So then... Finally, mm-hmm. forget that tag team nonsense. We get on to the tournament final match for the vacant WWF championship. The Rock versus Mankind. And, like... At this point, like people are clearly, people clearly think that the man that mankind is Vince's corporate champion, um, because he he clearly benefited from them fucking with Stone Cold, and it was like, it was um, him fucking with Stone Cold like clearly benefited mankind. Like it was like, yeah, yeah let's get mankind to win, and so like. And Mankind doesn't really know what's happening. He's kind of confused. He is, but at the same time, like... Because he's also puppy-dogging to Vince at this point before this, uh, before this, and so that's just part of his character. Is like The announcers are selling it like Mankind is in on it, but they don't really know. They're just assuming they're in on it because they're assuming they know what Vince is doing. And I think Mankind doesn't really know that it's, like, a horrible thing going on because his character is kind of, like... He's like, oh, I'm winning these matches, and it's maybe potentially because of my. He's calling his like his uh, Vince's like Papa and all. Yeah, Mankind's character is very strange, and is like this kind of like. He's a man child. Is the, the deranged innocence kind of yeah, thing? Yeah, exactly. So, he's kind of just shown as confused basically this whole time. He's just yeah. wrestling. Yeah, um, and so, yeah, this is this is a good match. This is by far is the only like more than 12 minute match of the entire night it's uh it's about 18 minutes long it's the closest thing to yeah like a real serious match that there is um and it's, it's a good one like they hit each other with all kinds of stuff um there's some chair spots later on that are pretty legit um freaking mankind grabs the steel steps yeah. and gets back that gets them bashed down on top of him with a ch- by the rock <laughs> with a chair like it gets pretty legit and not quite as bad as their later match of the Royal Lumberwood where where Rock murders Mankind. That's pretty rough. This one, not really hard to watch the Rock in that way. Rock is not considered as the Rock as he is later on in the Not quite yet, but he is um, He's starting to get most of his characteristics. The people's eyebrow is there. Yeah. Can you smell what the Rock is cooking is there. And yeah. the crowd, honestly, is starting to is, is very pro-Rock, especially this tournament now that they think Mankind is on Vince's side. Yeah. And it's a telling because early in his career, he was kind of this like white meat, boring baby face, like kind of like John Cena is, was for a, and kind of still is, and like Roman Reigns if you follow modern wrestling, where the crowd hated him because he was so boring and like not interesting, and they booed him. They would chant "Die Rocky, Die," but the invention of The Rock, the character with the you know, 
Can you smell what the rock is cooking? There, all that stuff. I'm just saying he hasn't like he hasn't become immune yet. Oh no, no, of course, of course. All what I, all I'm trying to say is that like people often talk a lot of times about like the rock's progression and how like very specific things had to happen before people would like him, but it actually kind of changed before this thing that we're about to talk about, and I won't spoil it yet. Because here's the thing: this match is great, goes on for a while. And then, suddenly, like, after, shortly after Vince and Shane McMahon are at ringside with the big boss man. Oh, no, sorry. Boss man's gone. Yeah, he's gone. Vince and Shane are ringside, though. And sorry, Vince is there. walking around like he's fine, even though he was in a wheelchair earlier in the night. He just swerved out. And suddenly, The Rock. Hold on. Wait for it, guys. The Rock puts mankind in the sharpshooter. Oh, yeah, he does. The Rock doesn't use the sharpshooter. The only possible reason... Actually, I think he uses it every so often after this point, though. Well, probably after this point, yeah. The only reason The Rock uses the sharpshooter is the exact reason you're thinking, because the bell rings without Mankind tapping out, and the crowd is kind of like, first they cheer because they think he tapped out, and then they're confused because Vince and Shane hit the ring, and they hug The Rock, and the crowd is like kind of cheering, but also kind of like they're starting to get like, there's just kind of noise. It's not good or bad yet. It's just loud noise. And that he's got, he's got a serving of being swerved. Squirted. Squirrel, yeah. Boy, JR hit that one hard. Again, it's the it's a screw job. Or that's not JR. How does JR sound? Vince. It's a it's a by God, it's a it's a screw job. I don't know how Um, I can't do JR's voice. Um, I can't do accents. And that's also part of the reason. And Vince is going there. We screwed him. We screwed Austin. Yeah, and he's really... Yeah, they're riding this one note pretty fucking hard. And this is part of the reason why we just decided on twice as mad Tom as our beer. Because there's twice as much madness happening. We all thought that it was mankind being bad mm-hmm. by Vince. Vince, and before this, we're like... Vince is hurt, and what's he going to do next? And, and the week was, before, like, The Rock um, hit... Somebody up pro Vince with a with a people's elbow and yeah. a small job and all this stuff and like the Rock hates Vince. So all this, it's like not usual madness. It's double madness. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. Insane. So yeah, twice yeah. as mad. Twice as mad. Tom is representing the twice as double madness of the of this Survivor series that's happening, and just like a double IPA, in many cases, some cases not. Um, in a lot of ways, it is. There's a man who is double as bitter about this evening. Yeah. Um, so, the ending. You know what? Here's so. We'll get, we'll get to like summaries of why the whole thing is stupid after, but let's just get through the rest of what happens. And what happens is, the Vince and Shane laugh about how evil they are. They get The Rock to say, uh, like, a couple moderately rude things. Although he's pretty quiet in this part. Right? It makes me kind of think that maybe The Rock himself was kind of, as a as an out-of-character, was kind of conflicted about heel-turning because he's not... Maybe it's just good... Maybe it's just character work. I'm not sure. He's not totally, like, full, glorious heel right now. He's kind of, like... He says a couple rude things to the crowd, but, like, he's only just pacing and looking very intense. He can't... He maybe he hasn't decided how to play as a heel getting, yet. He's getting ready for his... Hollywood career. It's true. Um, Scorpion King doesn't come too far after this. Be it's pretty. It's like 
five years after this. Oh, four years after this? 2003? This is 1998. So it's like, it's, it's several. Scorpion King was only a twinkle in his mama's eye. Anyways, um, yeah, so Mankind comes over and he goes, Well, The Rock is a great wrestler, but I have to lose. I have to eat it. I have to be pinned or submitted. And, and, and Mankind wasn't pinned or submitted. And then Vince, like, laughs and, like, says something generically evil. And, like, everyone's sad for Mankind. And, like, then they beat him up and throw him out of the ring. And then they're like but he's in the corner, he's in the corner. Yeah, they chuck him out anyway. Or no, he's in, in the corner, corner of the ring. Yeah. The ring yeah. And then, um, I, I really want to just be like, dun, dun, dun. oh <laughs> yeah, do not smash yeah. that. Sean has a really nice glass here. He's joking about breaking, but it's yeah. Smash on the ground. Uh, yeah, Stone Cold comes back. It's like, oh my god, we thought we lost him. Nope, he's he's back. He comes in, chases Vince and Shane out of the ring. He uh, beats the shit out of the Rock. Like it's actually it's fucking it looks rough. Like Stone Cold stunned. is really good at yeah. He gets stunned. He get, I, I'm thinking of when he gets fucking thrown into the against the barrier outside the ring and like just stomps on him for like two minutes. Right. Like Stone Cold is really good at making shit look real, and that looked too real for me. By the way, just remind me just as a thing. A mankind in the Rocks match did have a very good moments of like going through like announcer tables and stuff on YouTube. Just if you that want was to some watch good any shit. matches, this is a really nice match. Yeah, for sure. Watch. Anyways, yeah. So Stone Cold is beating the shit out of the Rock. And he beats the shit out of mankind for a couple minutes too. He just goes and summons him because the, the mankind mankind just kind of wanders over and he's like, oh, and like yeah. Stone Cold's like, ah, fuck you. And yeah, Stone Cold's whole thing is never really. He's not really buds with anybody. He just like he get he's angry a lot. He doesn't really care who he hurts. Sometimes it's you know it's hard to be around people like that, even when they're good people at heart, you know. I don't think Stone Cold actually does in, in the show. I mean, that's pretty. Person actually is a really nice guy. Probably a bit of a dick, but also the guy guy who's a dick on the inside. That's a heart of gold. Yeah. Uh, anyway. That pretty much we've we've run through the whole event now. This is obviously significant because it marks The Rock's initial heel turn, which would end him becoming champion for the first time. It kind of pushed him to new levels of greatness and really built the it led to the first match at WrestleMania between him and Stone Cold Steve Austin, which was outside of Stone Cold versus Vince, which is you know probably the real money maker, but Stone Cold versus The Rock as far as wrestler versus wrestler matches is probably the biggest feud 
um, in in wrestling history. Honestly, it's the yeah, it's it's such a. We'll talk about it in more detail eventually. But this is obviously the thing that set that up, and that by itself makes an incredibly important um, and momentous Survivor Series and just pay per view in general. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was. You know, it, it was actually a lot of fun. I think we maybe didn't sell as high, hard as we could, but there was some really dumb shit in it. But the the moment, I always remember the moment of Shane flipping off Stone Cold. Check that. That's on YouTube. I'm sure you can find that and check it out. Um, yeah, we'll we'll be posting the post. I've already posted the poster on our Twitter account, but we'll be posting it again. It is just like one of the best pieces of art, wrestling-related art, uh, wrestling posters I've ever seen. It's really, really good looking. Check that okay. out as well. Um, it was a really, it was a fun, a fun pay per view. This one was a little bit more. We kind of went through the the pay per view a little bit more in detail than usual, but that's because of the tournament style, and it was a lot of fun to watch. Um, the I just call it from the Skunk Brewery again with the Twice as Mad. Um, Tom Double IPA. Uh, it's a great, great beer if you're a fan of Double IPAs. Uh, a bigger beer. Lots of flavor, lots of bitterness, a lot of hop aroma and flavor. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely a great beer. Before we get too far into the outros, uh, let's just give a quick um, rating for this bad boy. Um, Yeah. I'm honestly going to say three and a half rattlesnake skulls out of five, because it was a good show, but there was just a lot of fucking nonsense, and as a whole... It, if you look back on it, which, honestly, looking back on wrestling storylines is overrated because even when they're good, they don't always add up perfectly. This pay-per-view in particular fucking makes zero, zero, zero sense whatsoever. And when you look at it, all of the decisions they made were exclusively to just mislead the audience and make them think one thing and swerve them, which can be good storytelling in the short term, but in the long term, kind of, is it feels hollow and it's yeah. just kind of like... It's disappointing, and and that kind of I think led to the well the death of WCW from just building yeah. on swerves and no actual stuff, and I think some of the low the more annoying parts of WWE are this idea that you just have to swerve people over and over again. Yeah. So for my rating of this this pay per view, um, this being the highest level, um, that this rating system can go along sure, with. Sure, absolutely. The highest rating is two Shane McMahon. Middle fingers at Stone Cold Steve okay, Austin. Okay, absolutely. With a smirk on his face. Of course. Um, so my rating would be if mankind came along and bit off um, about three quarters of one of those fingers of um, of Shane. He still has a smirk on his face, though. So you're going to get like one and a quarter middle fingers at Steve Austin with a smirk on his face right. from Shane McMahon. Like out of a possible two. Out of a possible two and a smirk. Gotcha. So it's a good. It's a fun that's a that's a good rating, yeah. Yeah, and but like there's maybe a little it's a little lacking, a little bit. The blood yeah. is like not exploding as much. I'm gonna say the blood in your rating is much higher than the amount of blood in this pay per view. It wasn't an incredibly yeah. bloody pay per view. So I think about it. Is it fun one for just like match wise, a lot of good people fighting each other? Yeah, that's it fun. is a kind of an interesting snapshot of what late '90s WWE was like. So that's where I that's where I lay it. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Well, I'm going to say, like, if you have the WWE Network, you can find um, this whole pay-per-view there. Uh, other than that, um, you know, I know it was released on VHS. Um, I, I, other than that, um, you know, use your, your internet wiles is all I'll have to say about that. 
Um, so I'm just gonna have to ask you, please, if you can, just take a minute, rate and review on iTunes, or if you're listening on a different platform, rate and review there. It means so much to us. Um, we don't we don't pay to advertise this podcast, so we rely on you guys. Um, and like, yeah, tell your friends as well. It's it, it was, yeah, it would just mean a lot to us because we we don't spend a lot of money on that, and we're very much money at all on this, and we rely on you guys to get the word out. Uh, follow us on Twitter as well at Hops and Drops. Uh, we're Hops and Elbow Drops on Facebook. There you go. Um, yeah. Got anything else to close up the show? Uh, I'm just really happy uh, happy to be here. Beer's great. Yeah. It's always fun talking to everyone and talking to Alex and yeah. having a good time with the podcast. And really looking forward to in how many weeks time? It's November eighth. Yeah. right now and. Uh, we uh, are really looking forward to the 22nd. Yes, of, that's uh, right. Yeah, and just like a little thing, we're going to be having a special, um, I think we mentioned even before on the last podcast, I'm not completely remembering. We're going to have a special episode, yeah, for us yeah. when we attend SmackDown yeah. on November 22nd. Shortly thereafter, we will do a special episode on that experience. We're very excited about that. And we'll be including sound clips from the event, so... <laughs> We'll do our best. Be prepared. Be prepared. Um, yeah, well, this so next week we're continuing our Survivor Series coverage. Uh, we're going to be talking about Goldberg. Goldberg. Yeah, so get ready for that. We're gonna, it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, and we're probably, we probably might even do a rundown of this year's Survivor Series, if you're lucky. Mm. We love you guys so much. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you again next week. Bye-bye. Bye.